Hello Patriots. This is V Lynn. I'm here with Lucky Nick and this is episode number one of the Patriot Party Podcast. And we're here. And we're going to start today uh, basically explaining who and what we are. Um, first of all, what is the Patriot Party? Uh, for all of you that feel disaffected or disingenuous or been cheated, if you will, in this last election, this is where you belong. If you feel that the way the country is going right now, which is if we go the route that it's going to go, we're going directly down the shitter, then you belong here. Well, we don't know that it's going there yet. It is not over yet. Well, we think it is. You think um, it is. I, it, Different. That's a conversation we'll have later. Anyway, um, if you believe that uh, this, if if you feel that Donald Trump did not get a fair deal, a fair in, deal this in this election, then you belong here. If you are a patriot, if you believe what Donald Trump is um, and what he's done and what he's accomplished as he's been president for the last four years, then you belong here. This is where all the deplorables, all the Trumplicans, all, I don't know all the freaking names. What are all our names? What are all our names? Trumplicans, deplorables, shitbags, dirtbags, Walmart shoppers, sweaty fucking rednecks. Oh, I, don't forget about white supremacists white and supremacists, racists and racist. all, all those things that they like to call us. So all of those things, if you are one of those people and that's what you identify as, um, and apparently today in this world, we can identify as such. Um, you belong here. These are all things that are um, obviously the way we're going are important for whoever you are. We're, we're, we're tired of the Democrats. Obviously, the Democrats are bringing us quickly down that slippery slope towards socialism and potentially communism. And they are probably already completely infiltrated by the Communist Party. And there's a bunch of rhinos that are right there, too. Don't start. We'll talk about that later. Republicans as well. Let's not just yeah, hold this absolutely. to, to Democrats. The, because the rhinos are just as bad. And uh, they're bowing down to cancel culture. Their good manners have gotten us absolutely nowhere. We are tired of being shit on. We're tired of the cancel culture. We're tired of the political correctness that gets you nowhere. We're tired of people telling us that we can't say this and we can't do that because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. We're tired of pretending that we care about other people's feelings because, honestly, we don't. Well, it's not that we don't care. We just don't care that their feelings are, or their feelings are hurt. That's not about whether we care or not. It's we just don't care whether their feelings are hurt. There's going to be a lot of things said here that if you're um, – squeamish in any way, shape, or form. If you're not a patriot, you probably don't belong here because you're probably not going to agree with anything we have to say. So if you're just some liberal hick who's looking for something to, I want to listen to something because I'm on a long drive, this is probably not the show you should listen to because we're not going to tell you anything you want to hear. We're going to tell you everything you don't want to hear. And that, if we had done this a couple of months ago, that may not have been true because we were all about what we call red-pilling people. So if you're a libtard, as we like to call you, um, then, you know, we, we love to flip you to our side to make you see 
the world as we see it and make you get past your Trump arrangement syndrome and see the actual amazing things that he's done for this country. But at this point, we're past red pilling. If you haven't already woken up, you're not going to wake up. We're, we're not trying to get through to you anymore. I'm actually, now, we're, we're here for us. I'm actually really tired of people calling the liberal left the woke crowd because they're not woke. They couldn't be any more asleep if they were freaking driving a car drunk as fuck. <laughs> Anywho, the point of this is that we are trying to start a brand new political idea. This is something that has been unheard of in over 193 years of this country. We have yet to add a real political party to the scene that has put any pressure against the Democrats or the Republicans, for that matter. What we'd like to start, and I am not a smart enough man to do it. I'm smart enough to get this far, not smart enough to actually start the party. But I am. But we need lawyers. We need doctors. We need all the smart people that believe all this, that we need you all to come forward and say, hey, I will take up your case. We're going to move this shit forward. I've got all the paperwork. I know what's got to do. We want to start a party. The party is going to be the Patriot Party. This is not a place for liberals. This is not a place for rhino Republicans that have been in office for 40 fucking years and haven't done a goddamn thing for us. However, if you've been a Democrat for the past 40 years, and you were a Democrat 40 years ago, and you were working class, and you believed that everybody should have equal rights and pay equal taxes, and that everybody is, should have the same opportunity, and you don't like that hard left turn that your party has taken, then maybe this is the place for you. But the bigger point of this is that we're here for patriots. You need to believe in this country. I, I myself, I am a constitutional Republican. That's what I was defined as earlier this year, as I learned the hard way. I believe wholeheartedly in the Constitution. Every amendment, every article, every bit of the Constitution, the way it was written, the way our forefathers, our forefathers found it, uh, the way the Declaration of Independence is written. I can quote you line and verse of both documents that tell you that our country was founded a certain way. And the people, we the people, I, I, I want to emphasize this, that the Patriot Party is, will be about we the people. We the people, with the people, through the people, not the government through us, not the government here for us. No, it's all together or it's not. Because what people forget is that our elected officials rule at the will of the people. And if we stand up for what we want, stop, say that again. Our elected officials rule at the will of the people. They rule at the will of the people. They don't rule the people. They rule at the will of the people. And that is a very definite distinction. It's like the distinction of freedom from religion and freedom of religion. This country was founded on, founded on the premise of freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. Correct. So, same thing. No, it's our, actually a big difference. Our elected officials rule at the will of the people, not rule the people. Correct. They are supposed to rule. Well, 
Yeah, well, that's pretty much the same thing. Either way, that's what this is about. This isn't about, I'm not trying to start something that's going to end Saturday. I'm trying to start something that I think 75 million voters went out and voted for Donald Trump and said, you know what, I have a voice. You're going to hear my voice. And I think there's a lot of people out there that feel very disenfranchised. Now, let me give you a little background before I even continue going down that road, because I could spend an hour and a half on that road alone. And unfortunately, we're trying to cut this podcast pretty short because we want to get it out there because there's some things that need to be said. Uh, we and we'll do another one soon enough. But this first one is more of an introduction as to who we are and what we're doing. So first of all, B. Lynn and myself, the Mick, um, Lucky Mick, however you want to look at me, that's uh, when you look at our email address, you'll understand it. It is Mick, not Mike, so don't be stupid. It is a Mick, and yes, it is derogatory to the Irish. So I hope I hurt a lot of people's feelings with that one. The Irish don't have feelings. And the Irish don't have feelings. That's very accurate, and guess what? I could care less. So I am Irish, so every other Irishman can kiss my ass. And occasionally I have a little Irish in me because I'm married to an Irish. Well, yeah, and that's a very little Irish. But anyway, uh, we're really going down a rabbit hole. We don't want to go down. But either way, um, why, I am... Why should they listen to you, babe? Why should they? Well, why should they? Why do you listen to me? Hold on. Whoa, whoa. Before we continue, let me go ahead and tell you about our co-host here, uh, v -Lynn. She is uh, a former liberal. Uh, when I found her... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. No, no stop, you, stop, stop. When you found me, because we grew up together in the most lib-hearted state in the country. Well, it was the People's Republic the of. The People's Republic of. And I was brainwashed by this social environment that I that we grew up in. And this is true. my parents had really no political bias whatsoever or did not want to instill it in me, so really didn't say anything about politics one way or the other. So, as people like to say... You when, are a product of your environment. Well, when you're young, if you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart. When you get older, if you're not a conservative, you don't have any money. Well, you don't have a brain. Um, Same thing. But either way, when I found her, she was a... She was a tree-hugging hippie. Um, and Still am in some ways. Second, second level tree-hugging hippie. Um, she would probably go up in the tree and die with it. But long story short, um, when we met, I was in the military. And she realized that being a military wife, uh, you can't be a liberal. And I've said that before, and I still believe that. And the reason I believe that is because I, too, like most Americans, realize where my pay comes from. And when I realized where my pay comes from and I realized who decides on my pay and I realized who was the one that did the most for me when they were in office, I realized Republicans did more than liberals did. I said, well, how the hell can anybody in the military be a liberal? Well, I still have met several liberals in the military, and I will never understand it because we get our pay cut more by a liberal than we do by a Republican. Republicans give us the biggest pay raises. And, and they don't shut down the government. Yeah, and they don't shut down the government. And liberals do everything in their power to make everything just horrendous on us. Either way, I found her and brought her um, over to, uh, as most liberals would consider it, the dark side. But and really he pulled the wool up from over my eyes because... Yeah, he just woke you up. Yeah, exactly. 
everybody has it. Everybody has common sense. Now, whether... No, know, no. Common sense is a misnomer. No, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. Not no. everybody has common no. sense. Benjamin Franklin wrote a book called Common Sense. And everybody can have common sense if you own the book. Now, yeah, whether you... Beat you it own, into them with a hammer, maybe. Whether you apply that or not, that's a whole separate issue, but we're not even getting into that. Point being is she was brought to our side and now um, has been a Fox avid Fox News watcher. Not up until, up until the day that Fox News showed their true colors. Fox, Fox, so um, I am down with that, too. I do not agree with Fox News at all. I haven't agreed with Fox News in now quite a while, but more so now after they dropped that bomb. I'm actually really surprised that Sean Hannity is still there, but that's just my take on that. Uh, we've moved on, and uh, she has become a very hardcore. I really red pilled her, and I turned her on to a couple podcasts, which I probably should never have done. <laughs> and that has now spiraled out of control because now all I hear is about conspiracy theories. Don't get me wrong, on this podcast, there will be some conspiracy theories that are talked about. Because he's about facts, he gives me a lot of information, I do a lot of research, I find a lot of my own information. I look. I like to put the pieces together. Sometimes putting those pieces together because we don't know what's going to happen. Of course, people will label that conspiracy theory. Really, it's more just theory. Either way, it's based on current stuff. We're going to go over some news. We'll do that every podcast because I think that's the most important thing that we need to put out there is we need to educate the, the voters out there. If you're not keeping up with this, you need to listen to some of the stuff we put out um, again but the biggest part of this is that you have to make up your own mind you have to wake up you have to listen you have to be the one that says you know what question I, there's nothing wrong with asking a question I have not heard a, well that's not true there's have, lots of stupid questions I've heard lots of dumb questions but usually but, it's the same ones that's asked over and over again because the definition of a stupid question is very much like the definition of insanity right you ask a stupid question once, it's okay. You ask it over and over again, expecting a different answer. That's pretty stupid. Either way, this podcast is about us informing you, giving you some theory on some stuff. Um, I'm hoping to have some more guests. I'm hoping to put some people on here. Uh, we are rabid supporters of the No Mercy podcast. Um, Kate Awakening, uh, another she is awesome. Uh, I heard her for the first time on the No Mercy podcast. I have gotten, uh, I like to say, re-red pilled, if you will, um, by her because she says some stuff that is, she's a lot like me. She's very uh, independent of her thought, but she's very factually based. Um, she puts a lot of facts out there that you have to keep up with, and if you don't know them, it's going to hurt you in the end, especially if you have never learned what the Constitution means, what any article in the Constitution means, if you don't understand what the first ten amendments of the Constitution are, please do me a favor, educate yourself, go to the library, pick up a book. Um, it's called the U.S. Constitution, and just read it, because if you just read it, you'll learn more by yourself than if you have some other asshole standing in the corner explaining to you their theories on life. The Constitution is a very complex document if used properly. And there's a lot of stuff in there that people are just fucking overlooking, and I don't know why. I okay. don't know. I don't know why hold America on, does on. that. 
So, so let's roll back a second because you, you told them a little bit about me. So I bring in interesting perspective. Yeah, because you're Having a used to be a liberal. Yep. Um, you're a convert. Now being a socially liberal, fiscally conservative, constitutional patriot. But that's a fair assessment. Okay. So, but why... What does that make me? You should listen to <laughs> Lucky Mick over here uh, and how he gets me the information that he gets me. So Mick did way too many years in the service, uh, more than 20, is now retired by the skin of his teeth because I told him if he didn't get out, then uh, he'd be coming home to an empty house. So here he is at home. And now. a dog. <laughs> no, I'd take the dog. Well, you would take those dogs. I had my dog. <laughs> no, so my dog. Uh, anyway, uh, Mick did some... Time. Interesting stuff and interesting places. Uh, lots of places. Um, Killed a lot of interesting people. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's kind of the all-in-one package. He has a lot of ties both through his professional career to the intelligence community and then personally as well as uh, he is the only enlisted member of his long family history in the Army. Um, his yeah father, his godfather, his grandfather, all of those people are all generals, uh, and many of them are still alive, so we might actually get them on here once in a while, too, to bring a different perspective, that old school military, that's no, my complex uncle. perspective. my uncle. Yeah, he's, uncle. whatever. He was an uncle. Okay, whatever. He was a former vice chief of staff. Yeah, he, he, he most, uh, he's a very famous man, so if we can get him on the podcast, that would be quite awesome, but that'll be coming up at another time. So anyway, Mick gets some good, accurate information, and I like to put that information into different puzzles, and he likes to shoot down my conspiracy theories. So Well, it's not so much that I shoot down the conspiracy, conspiracy theories, but I'm also, as much as I am a constitutionalist, I'm also a realist. I also like to believe in reality. Well, and then, let's, most recently, let's go let's back to Let's talk about the elephant in the room, then. Because our main point of dissension right now, I am still 100% confident, not a single doubt in my mind, that Trump has some major card that he's going to play. He's going to pull it out of his sleeve. All kinds of shit is going to hit the fan. And come January 20th, Trump is going to be inaugurated for his second term. Now, time out. Understand this. Up until last night, I was 100% behind you. 100% behind you. I completely believed you. And I would have completely sucked down anything you told me up until that point. However, um, Bill Barr, William Barr, however you want to call him, the Attorney General of the United States resigned last night. Now, And that even is up for debate because I read his resignation letter, if you can call it that, and I don't see anywhere it says that he resigned. Okay. In fact, one more time. in his resignation letter, if you, if you eliminate the fluff, it says, Dear Mr. President, I appreciate the opportunity to update you this afternoon on the department's review of voter fraud allegations in the 2020 election and how these allegations will continue to be pursued. 
At a time when the country is so deeply divided, it is incumbent on all levels of government and all agencies acting within their purview to do all we can to assure the integrity of elections and promote public confidence in their outcomes. And then blah, 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 blah. He's given Mr. Trump a blowy, yada, yada, yada. As discussed, yeah, President, pre President, President Trump, Trump President a blowy. Trump. Fine, okay, he got a good blowy from pre for President Trump. Okay, as discussed, I will spend the next week wrapping up a few remaining matters important to the administration and depart on December 23rd. To me, that sounds like a vacation request, honestly, because I don't see anywhere where it says, I hereby resign my position as Attorney General of the United States of America. And without that, I don't see it as a, as a resignation. I see Trump playing that four deep chess that he loves to play. He loves to troll everybody. Now, hold on. Now, understand my perspective on this, okay? You do not name a successor unless a resignation has been handed in. Now, with that, I, I do believe that Trump plays and I don't believe Trump plays four deep chess. My wife likes to say four deep. I like to say eight deep because that man has always held the shiny thing in the air, so the press always went after the shiny thing. Meanwhile, down below, he was still grabbing him by the pussy, if you get what I'm saying. All right? He wasn't fucking around. Point being is this one really hurt him because, if anything, Barr was a contrast to Trump. But at the same time, so the, the media for the last year and a half has basically been saying that all Barr does is blow President Trump. Well, this, this is true. But what I'm saying is that Barr was a good contrast. It, no matter what, he was a good contrast for President Trump. There was – Barr is a lawyer. Barr is nothing more than a lawyer. Barr was about to be a judge before he became the attorney general. But do you know who is a judge? Now, in the DOJ, you know who's a judge in the DOJ who? now? Donahue. Well, Donahue is a military judge, and he is now the acting deputy attorney general. Let's get this. Let's get this straight. Let's get our facts straight before we say that he's a military judge. Is he a magistrate or is he a judge? Because judge and magistrate in the military has a big difference, especially in a military tribunal. It takes a big. He takes a left seat to the magistrate. He is a punk, essentially. But he is familiar with the military tribunal system, which could very well come into play. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's conspiracy theory. Again, we're trying to stay away from that. We're trying to stay within the realm of fact. Okay. Well, within the realm of fact is the 2018 executive order uh, that should be invoked very soon, I would think, because the report from the CIA is due on Friday. Okay, but Let's stay within the realm of fact, okay? What absolute possible evidence do they have that Linwood and what's her nuts? Uh, Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell haven't already destroyed. Well, there was that huge report that came out from the uh, audit of the Dominion voting systems in Antrim County. Well, that is huge. And, and that, I, I will not argue that. Based, that is, based you're absolutely on that right. report, that's I, one I, county, I, and what has happened to that one county so, since then? What did I tell you? Whoa, whoa, time out. Before you start chomping down my throat, because you were all about this earlier, and I stopped you. You go down one county, and it, it gets all yeah. well, the no, rest no, no, of the no, 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 no,
how many days do we really have? What did I tell you the other night? We're at a point of what? What's the triangle I talked about? It was uh, diminishing return. We're at the point of diminishing return right now. All right. Meaning the further, the closer we get to January 6th is the closer that what can't happen. Court cases are not going to solve this, people. Listen to me. This is not a joke. And I'm not bullshitting you. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass. I, I've listened to No Mercy, and I can tell you, if you haven't listened to No Mercy, please go listen to No Mercy. This is a PSA for No Mercy because, Christ, they put it absolutely 100% right. And as much as sometimes Tommy G makes me cringeworthy, I'm going to tell you, go listen to No Mercy. Uh, the way he put it, I can't word it any better, so I'm just going to steal his line. Listen, people, if you're not awake, guess what? It's too late. I'm not going to wake you up. I'm not here to fucking wake you up. I'm here to get you to do something. I'm trying to form a party. I think that the 75 million voters that voted for fucking Trump. 80 million. Whatever. Should come together. We should form our own fucking party. Now, there's a question I ask you to remember. What's the question I asked you to remember? I asked you to remember a question for me. What was the question I asked you to remember for me? I, I had a head injury, people. Why are we going to start a new party? Why don't we just kick the rhinos out? That's the issue. What does Republican mean? What does Republican mean? Look it up. No, go for it. You got your Google shit right there. Look it up. Google is the fucking worst place I to look at I don't use it. Google. I use DuckDuckGo. Thank, Thank you God. very much. There is She's listened to PSA. something I told her. Okay. So... What is a Republican? And its definition is actually quite interesting. Of relating to or characteristic of a republic, favoring a republic as the best form of government, of relating to char characteristic of or belonging to the Republican Party of the United States. Well, See, that's that, kind of a circular thing, isn't that, it? Yes, it's, it's like a self-licking ice cream cone. <laughs> it's like, hey, how do you suck your own dick? Well, I kind of reach down in between my legs, and I hope to God it's long enough, because damn, if that rib gets in the way, I'm going to have to cut it out. Sorry, honey, you're Irish. <laughs> no, you're damn right. So the point being, a Republican is basically someone who serves at the will of the people. Well, I see the Patriot Party differently. We used to use a term where I was and the job I used to do in the military, um, by, through, and with. We used to do it by the people, through the people, and with the people. Uh, it seems fucking oddly familiar to something I started out this podcast with. For the people, with the people, through the people. Basically, same fucking definition of what our country is. But by, through, and with, we got to kill a whole lot of bad guys. I don't see it as a party's here for us. I see it as the party is us. The party's here because of us. Not because of some rich landowning homo that lives out in California and has got fucking $90 million. No, it's for us, the guys that bring home maybe to $3,000 every two weeks, and mom and dad survive on that while putting kids through private school, and hey, by the way, while we're doing it, we also provide health care, provide everything else that, that needs to be provided for our children. That's what I see. 
I see a party that if we can get Trump and get him as our leader, 2024 is going to be a fucking hell of a year. Okay, I'm, I am, and again, this is where we diverge because I don't think Trump can be president in 2024 because he's going to be president in 2021. Possibility. So, how do we get to 2021? We don't. Not us as a party because we don't have enough time and we don't have enough money. No, but as a people, we definitely can. Oh, and by the way, I'm not going to be reaching out asking for money for you for this podcast because guess what? I'm going to do this as my own fucking free will because I agree with Tommy. We have to do something. We have to put something together. And guess what, people? Although I would love to pick up a gun and do what I do best. The reason I retired, the reason I got out, although my wife loves to think it's about her, no, I kind of want to just live in peace for a while, not have to worry about shooting somebody. However, be advised, since the day I heard what happened on November 3rd, since then I have purchased three weapons, two weapons, three weapons, three weapons, and I'm about to purchase a fourth. For me. And I'm not about not protecting me and my family. Me and my family will be protected. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, but there are things that we as a people, I think, you know, I love to use this line. This is my favorite line ever quoted, and it comes from Thomas Jefferson in the Federalist Papers that he wrote back in 1874 through 1878. It is my most favorite quote of Thomas Jefferson. I thought the man was a genius when he wrote it. Sometimes the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed with the blood of tyrants and patriots. Thomas Jefferson. And I'm going to tell you right now that right here today, that quote applies to America more and more and more and more. Um, because we're getting to a point, you know, Rush Limbaugh said it the other day, and all he did was merely suggest because other people have been talking about secession. People, if we get there... It's going to be something you don't ever want to see. You have no idea what it's like. And I always tell people to go watch the movie. And I hate referencing movies, especially on something like this, because I know what the liberal actors do to us out there. And I know how bad they fuck us. But movies are a reflection of our society. But both you, our history and our future. It's true. If you watch the movie... Uh, the Patriot. No. Uh, not that one. I'm talking Bruce Willis when it was Denzel Washington, Bruce Willis. Oh. Um, um, where it was about the terrorist plot to take over New York and all that crap. Mm -hmm. And he talks about staring down the barrel of an M16. There's nothing scarier than staring down the barrel of an M16 and a soldier. The siege. The siege. Yeah. That is the movie. If you go watch that movie, he gives a excellent definition of what it's like to look at a U.S. soldier who's holding an M16 in your face, and now you have to stare at it. It's just not something you, if you guys, if anybody knew me, um, knows that I'm doing this podcast, they would tell you that, first off, I'm an asshole. You don't sure. ever want to deal with me. If we were ever in that situation where I have a gun and you don't have one, you don't ever want to be anywhere near me. Your life is now become a small section of hell. Even if you do have one, even if you do have a gun, you, you, you don't want to be anywhere near him. 
Well, I shoot you for a very long ways off. I mean, I am known as a hammer in certain countries <laughs> in this world. But either way, uh, long story short, this is that's what this this is what we're trying to start. We want to start a movement that I think already there's tons of us that are on board. Just everybody, it's the elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about it um, because we're talking about starting another political party. Was the last political party that was started uh, the the uh, Green Tea Party? Yeah, no, uh, they suck and they, they've gone nowhere. They've done nothing. They've produced nothing. I think here we have 75 million fellow 80. patriots, 80 million, fine, 80 million fellow patriots that have voted for Donald Trump. And by God, I think if we can all agree that Donald Trump is the right way this country needs to go, America first. I completely agree with that philosophy. That's what the fucking Constitution says. Nobody reads it that way. The Constitution says America before anything else. Because if you have no homeland, then there's no point in promoting a homeland across the world that works if you have no homeland. That's my biggest problem. And the reason that our forefathers, or not necessarily our forefathers because we're both first-generation Americans, but maybe some of y'all's forefathers actually founded this country was because they did not want to be a part of the rest of the world society. Maybe they knew how fucked up it was over there, and they just said, hey, you know what? You can suck a dick. I ain't going back over there. Bigger point being is that this is about that. This is about what does it mean to be an American? Well, fuck. What does it mean to be an American? Well, shit. Have you served your country? If you served your country and you feel like you've been put out, then by God, you belong here. Hey, if you haven't served your country, and you're an American that's paid your taxes, you follow the law, you do the right thing, you constantly pay your taxes, you're out there fucking day in and day out trying to make a living, and all you see is your money getting taken away from you because some liberal's in office and he wants to fund some new green deal that's absolutely the most retarded shit I've ever read. And if I smoked enough weed, I still wouldn't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Then you belong here. This is about belonging. You want to belong somewhere, Trump is where we all belong. Everybody. If you smoke weed, you still belong here. Everybody showed up for Trump. Trump's, fuck, hun, I'm almost willing to bet that Trump smoked weed. That's the only way he could deal with the shit he's dealt with in the <laughs> last four years. Christ, I bet that guy does two lines of coke a night and then smokes a fat fucking doobie and then goes to bed. I would put money on it. Because there's no way that any other human being could have dealt with what his family has dealt with in the last four years. Being accused of being a traitor, treason, um, sabotage. What else? What else you get? Um, collusion. Collusion. Uh, Jesus, he was fucking impeached. The man has had every goddamn thing thrown at him. And that's why I think he is going to do everything in his power to stay in for the next four years. Because if he doesn't, if, if he does not, stay as the president for the next four years, then they are going to do everything they can to come after his family in every way, shape, and form, and he will not have the executive branch to protect him anymore. I'm not arguing that, but I don't see Trump doing that because Trump's not that type of guy. I don't know. He's a New Yorker. You know what New Yorkers... Hey, we're both originally from New York. You know what New Yorkers like to say? Yeah, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you? No. Fuck no. me? Huh. No. Fuck you. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Fuck you. Fuck you. I think he will burn this shit down before he lets them win. Well, 
And and okay. So hold on. Before you, we hold get on. Out you, you and I talked about this early on because when we before we got to this point of December fourteenth, you told me over and over and over again that the crime hasn't been committed. Correct. Until they walk out the door. Correct. Okay. So until what? they steal the bread stop, and walk stop, out the stop, door. But stop. 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 Hold on. Stop. What I'm referring to. Okay. First of all, let me introduce you all to where we live because. Uh, we live in the middle of the political universe right now. We live in Georgia, okay? Uh, I'll narrow it down that far, okay? So if you all want an inside track on what's going on in Georgia. It's red. I do a lot of traveling around Georgia. And I can tell you right now, one of the things I, I said a million times before the election even kicked off, and you can go ahead and ask my wife this because I came home every day, and I do a lot of driving around Georgia. I can 100% tell you there is not a fucking way in hell that Georgia went blue. Not without some illegal shit going on. We've already proved some of the illegal shit because you've seen the video. Everybody's seen the video. Unfortunately, we've got a really piece of shit fucking Secretary of State. Shit, he just left the Republican Party and flipped the Democrats. Who is pretty much just saying right off the bat, uh, well, don't sweat that one because they were actually doing their job. And the governor has been... Missing in action for well, almost two weeks now, three weeks now. No, I mean, he's obviously a traitor to the Communist Party. And I think, and this may be conspiracy, but uh, his daughter's boyfriend was killed in a quote-unquote car accident. Not too far from where we live. Yeah, right? uh, not very long ago. And witnesses on the scene, because you know, I'm sure you all know, that when something big goes down, it's the first reporting that you listen to before they can spin the narrative to make it however they want. So the first reporting on the scene was that the car exploded before the 18-wheeler hit it. So did China knock off Brian Kemp's daughter's boyfriend to keep him from running his mouth? Well, before we get spinning down that road, because now we're spinning the fuck out of control. Yeah, okay, because right, now we're talking. That's a bit of a rabbit hole. Now we're talking some shit that uh, we can't back up. Now, before we get going down that road, so if you want to know what's going on in Georgia, we'll tell you. We'll tell you straight up what the fuck's going on in Georgia. And I'm going to tell you what I see a lot of. And I don't see a whole lot of Oxford Warnock signs. Well, let's put it that way. I see a lot of Leffler. I see a lot of Purdue. But I used to play a game, and my wife and the kids used to play a game, too, when they would drive back and forth from school or wherever they were going, shopping or whatever they were doing. And I'm going to tell you right now, we used to play this game and I play this game with myself because I play for every Biden-Harris sign, I would count how many Trump and Penn signs I saw or flags or whatever. Because I can tell you right now, a door to my house is more than three Trump flags with, I also have a yard sign that says Trump, Pence, 2020. Plus, my vehicle has got all sorts of Trump stickers all over it, and my work vehicle has got a Trump sticker on it. But long story short, drove around, and i got to tell you, the numbers that I found, the ratios that I found, were 11 to 1. 11 Trump signs for every one Biden-Harris sign I saw. I could drive into a all, it, it didn't matter what the, what the, People were what, where they lived, who they were, how they were. I could drive in there and 
for every one Biden sign, I would see 11 Trump flags or uh, nine Trump flags and two Trump signs in the yards, or I'd see, I could count them all. Because we are, honestly, down here in Georgia, and if you've never been here before, we're dicks. I got a neighbor across the road who decided to go ahead and throw a fucking Biden-Harris sign up across the front of his house. My neighbor and the neighbor next to me decided, well, we see your one fuck you. We're going to raise you 12. My one neighbor across the street decided to string a whole streamer across the front of his house that said, Trump 2020, get on the Trump train um, and fuck your feelings. And then I've got four flags in my yard. One of them is a Trump train fucking flag. The other one's Trump 2020, Trump Biden 2020. And then, oh, I've also got Trump. Why? Because fuck your feelings. So, look. When you hear on the mainstream media, which I pray you don't listen to, but probably some people still do, but when you hear on the mainstream media that Georgia's completely blue and that people shouldn't even go out and vote for Warnock or for, I'm sorry, Purdue or Leffler, that they should just go out and vote for Warnock or Ossoff, that even QAnon people are saying it's whoa, whoa, whoa. voting. Whoa. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. That is bullshit. Okay. Okay. One hundred percent bullshit. I'm out. And oh, I'm, no, 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 I get to I get to put my three cents in here. All right. Because uh, one thing you're gonna get me on. Okay. If y'all don't know, I am a very big Q supporter. I'm a huge Q supporter. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. I've read every single one of fucking Q's posts. I know them backwards and forwards. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. Q has never, ever, ever stated anything about people in Georgia should not vote. So I even heard this on Rush Limbaugh today. I listened to about anywhere between seven and 12 podcasts a day just to get an idea of what's going on out there in the world. And I listened to both sides because I am, unlike Fox News, fair and balanced. I listened to both sides. I listen to what the liberals have to say. I listen to what, well, not hardcore liberals. I listen to what moderate liberals have to say. I don't listen to fucking the retards like AOC because I might as well just sit there and stare at linoleum curling. Long story short, I listen to both sides. I try to derive my own opinion about what's going on. And I think that's the only way you can get real news anymore because I think everybody's got to spin. Newsmax has got to spin. Everybody's got you have, you have to take everything rating. you listen to with a grain of salt, and you have to take the liberal news with a, a full jar of salt. Well, you have to take that with rock salt, not just a jar of salt. There's got to be a bad okay, rock Okay, listen. Salt. So yesterday, Linwood put out a tweet, and Linwood is a, a big Q supporter. He is a, a big QAnon, but he is not Q. Okay, let me repeat that. Linwood is not Q. So Linwood said yesterday... Uh, I have been urging without success at Kay Loeffler and at Senator David Perdue to demand at Brian Kemp GA order a special session of legislature to investigate fraud and order new down-ballot contests in GA. I do not think GA patriots should participate in a rigged election. Dems are already cheating. Now, does he have a point? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because... Early voting starting in, in Georgia yesterday, and they're still using the same exact Dominion machines that they used to cheat with in the 
big election on November 3rd. However, but, however, but, there is a way to break them without not going out and voting. You cannot just not go out and vote because then you are just handing it to them. You're just handing it to them. Okay, but hold on. Time out. Listen, there is a, a theory. There's a reason for this, all right? This isn't some cooked up conspiracy theory. If you all, and I'm, t I'm really reaching out here to the Georgia voters, and you all really need to listen. Listen to this because this is the most important part. We have a way of really fucking this up for the liberals. How we do that is we go out and vote. Don't vote via mail. Do not vote via mail. Bring your mail in ballot, bring it to the election site or the polling site you're going to go to, even if you're going to early vote. You can do that. You can bring it there and they're going to make your vote basically in ballot. They will spoil your ballot you for go. you. They will rip it and they will write spoils on it and then you can go vote at a regular voting machine in person where they cannot adjudicate your ballot. The point being is we do not want to have the ability or we do not want the liberals to have the ability to adjudicate the ballots. That's what happened this last time because everybody was so paranoid about fucking COVID. We'll that's, talk about that on another podcast, but yeah. That's where the cheating came from. That's where the irregularities in voting came from. This is what Trump's been spewing. Um, what he hasn't been able to do is provide any facts for. Yes. Yes. And I will, even, I will amend my statement to say yes. And the reason I say yes is because I do believe there was some shady shit that has gone down. I believe there's been shady shit here in Georgia. I believe there's been shady shit in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona. Everywhere. I, I believe. Across the country. It, you don't win up until, and it's really funny because, you know, me and Lynn here, we sat here and I asked her to look up. One day I just came home and I said, hey, do me a favor. Look up the time that every state quit voting or quit counting votes. Go figure. Every state within an hour of the Eastern Standard Time, every state quit voting at the same time that night. And then they all had massive ballot spikes, all for Biden, for the three hours six, later. Of the six states that are the battle, considered the battleground states this time, which is weird because Georgia has never, ever been considered a battleground state. Pennsylvania has rarely ever been considered a battleground state. And Arizona has definitely never been considered a battleground state. And all of a sudden, 2020, they decide, well, Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania are all going to be battleground states. How the fuck is that? They have never, ever been. They've never even shown the inkling to be. And now all of a sudden, you're going to say they're battleground states? When Trump won the state of Georgia, hands down over Hillary Clinton, 65% to 31%. How the fuck do you even consider that, well, Georgia was close to being a battleground state in 20... No, they weren't. No, they weren't even near it. But now, now you're going to tell me that we're a battleground state. Okay, fine. I'll bite that for just one second to hear the rest of your ridiculous argument. What's the rest of your ridiculous argument? Well, the Georgia people, they haven't voted the way, or their votes haven't been tabulated the way the liberals want them to... 
What did you say? Tabulated the way the liberals... Well, wait a minute. That's because they're tabulated factually, based on the way Georgia voters vote. Get this, folks. I don't care where you're at, where you live. Black people voted for Donald Trump more than they've ever voted for any Republican in America. That same is true with Hispanics and Asians and suburban women and college-educated men. And every demographic across the country voted in a bigger percentage for Donald Trump in this election than any Republican has ever received in the past. So if you are in Georgia right now, you need to go out and vote. And you need to go out and vote in person because we can break the algorithm. So if you vote in person, then you remove their ability to adjudicate the mail-in ballot and steal your vote away from you. And that's and exactly what happened the last time. They stole a bunch of ballots. I completely believe that. And I am on the same line with B. Lynn here. I believe they 100% stole it. That is how they did it because they were able to call a question to a whole bunch of ballots. And when they called that question to those ballots, those ballots automatically in the eyes of the court were thrown out. The problem is it's really hard to prove that here in the state of Georgia because we do. I wish we had Florida system. I wish we had a way that everything could be counted the same night. I wish we had a way that signatures could be verified. All of that shit worked. You know, it's really funny because I was listening to Rush Limbaugh, what, four or five days ago, actually two weeks ago. And he, he was talking about a buddy of his that sent him an email and said, hey, you know, when I go to the proctologist to get a proctological exam, I have to show an ID. And I said, yeah. Or he said, yeah. And then another buddy of his was going in for um, eye surgery, and uh, he had to get a COVID. He had to get a COVID test before he went in for this surgery. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, well, when I went in, I had to show an ID to get the COVID test. And he said, okay. So he said, wait a minute, I want to make sure I have this accurately. I want to understand this properly. You mean black people, they don't get proctological exams? They don't get examined for colon cancer? No, that's not true. Okay, so wait a minute. You mean black people don't get surgeries? Yeah, no, that's not true either. So what the fuck's the problem with voter IDs? I mean, I'm against anything that allows government control to an extent that it can impede your right as a human being. However, I am not against voter ID because if there's one thing that proves a valid electorate is that the people voting are the ones that their votes should count. And if you have the proper identification to get, you know, to be a voter, fuck, that should be the whole basis upon what we live. And the crap that people are talking about today about, well, it's not fair because, you know, you know, if you go back four years, and it's funny, we were listening to Ben Shapiro just a little while ago. And uh, I know a lot of Ben Shapiro isn't liked by a lot of Republicans. I get it. I listen to him because of contrast. Again, I do a lot of contrast listening because I want to listen to all sides. And Shapiro's a good libertarian. I don't agree with Shapiro on a whole lot of shit, but I do agree with him when it comes to just simple shit like voter ID. I don't understand as a country why we can't come to a conclusion about voter ID. What, what is that? What's the issue? Because if you don't pay taxes here, 
you should not vote here. I, I completely agree with that. Well, that means you're not a U.S. citizen as far as I'm concerned. Correct. So I don't understand the problem there. I really don't. What really got me is when they said in, I believe it was the Michigan hearing, that your Venmo account is more secure than your vote. Yeah, that's a big issue. Your Venmo account is more secure than your vote. So, again, we know what the algorithm is in these Dominion voting machines. It has been proven by three or four different nonpartisan, partisan sources, um, from Rod, Ron CodeMonkeyZ to Colonel Waldron. They have all come up independently with the same algorithm. That is 1.3% for the Democrat and 0.6 something. 0.6%. No, 0.6% for the Republican and then yeah. 1% one, uh, 1 for yep. the, the third party. So yep. we can assume that in Georgia, uh, with these voting systems coming up in January 5th, we're going to have the same algorithm, 1.3% for the Democrat. 1.7% or I'm sorry, 7% for the Republican or 0.7% for the Republican. So that means that we can break the algorithm if enough Republicans turn out in droves to vote in person, then we can break that algorithm. See, the thing that always drove me crazy is, um, and this is weird because in state politics, when you get into state politics and you start talking about senators, you start talking about congressmen. All right, so for instance, what we have coming up is considered a special election. Well, this special election, guess what they cannot do that night? Do you know? Hmm. In the state of Georgia, they're not allowed to do it. What's that? They cannot stop counting. Well, good. It's about time. But that's only a special election. Okay. Well, and I don't understand. No, 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 no. No, and the reason I bring this up as a point is because I think this is bullshit. Because in the state of Georgia... 10 o'clock in the night, at 10 o'clock at night, they claimed there was a water leak. Uh, a water main break is what they said on the news, is what we heard on the news here in Georgia. They said a water main break happened in, uh, up there in Fulton County. And uh, as it turned out, it was a slow leak from a toilet. 12 hours previous. At 6 o'clock in the morning. And during that time, from... 6 a.m. from 6.07 a.m. to 8.07 a.m. when a urinal was leaking, which, I'm sorry, what did you tell me that a urinal leaking was? Right out of the, what what playbook? Oh, that's a, oh, the, the urinal? That's yeah. a, that's a classic, uh, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the word <laughs> Go ahead, fill it in. Okay, so. Uh, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, though. Okay, so. Um, that, I mean, that's that's right. That's like basic destruction, right? You, you want to mess something up, so you go Distraction, and, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, you go and mess with the urinal. Well, during that time, while they were fixing the slow leak in the urinal, um, Miss uh, Little Miss Shea with the blonde braids up in Fulton County pulled that skirted table um, into the arena when everything was shut down because they had to shut it down for a leaky urinal. And what came in and with that? And she pulled those tables in, and she pulled those those suitcases full of ballots in. Well, they weren't suitcases. Them. No, they okay. weren't suitcases. They were sealed ballots. No, they, they were, were not. not. They sealed. were not sealed. Not sealed. They were. They look like suitcases, but they are standard ballot transportation boxes in Georgia. However, they were different from the rest of the boxes Correct. that the ballots were in in the State Farm Arena so that night. So the reason they're different is because if you look at the top of the boxes of the ones in State Farm Arena that night, they had a piece of paper over the 
where you could open the box. That piece of paper was taped over twice with a document protector in the middle. Okay. Uh, the crazy part about this fucking story that everybody else in the media seems to be missing, except for maybe one or two, I think Kennedy and uh, one other person has caught it, but they've never been allowed to say it on air, except Hannity has talked about it in his radio show, um, is that piece of paper was missing on those boxes when they pulled those boxes out from underneath that table. And that piece of paper has the signature of the people who... From the county. From the county in which the vote was taken. So there they when they put those ballots in that... Oh, by the way, it's notarized, too, because they have a notary of the Republic sitting right there who stamps it, notarizes it right there, and then they put it in that document protector. That document protector is sealed and then signed on all four sides to show you if the tape's ever been tampered with. And guess what? There was no tape. There was no piece of paper. And Brad Raffensperger, for whatever fucking reason, wants us to believe that those boxes had already been opened. They had already been, the envelopes had already been removed, and the ballots were put back in the box like they should have been, like first state standard. However, why were they that in? was the first time those boxes in that video ever left the bottom of that table. So my question is, when was the boxes pulled? When were the envelopes removed? What happened to those envelopes? Because we know they get shredded and burned, apparently. As Mike Pence should do with the freaking, what was that? Uh, what was that? The list of shit you were saying that Mike Pence should do, yeah. uh, as he should do with all the votes from the. Uh... Anyway, long story short, there's a lot of questions about that video that still have not been answered. I think fully to the public's best description, and the fact that the Georgia courts won't force Kemp to call a special session of the Georgia Senate and House. Well, the courts can't force Kemp to do that. Kemp has to call a special, a well, special session on his own. If the fact that we can't get Governor Kemp to do it is kind of driving me a little batty because I can't figure out why that's such an issue. I mean, what's the problem? You're a Republican, dude. Everybody hates you to begin with. Well, it's too late now because... The Democrat electors have been sent to the Electoral College. They've already cast their votes. They've been certified by the governor. And now, after so, the fact, Raffensperger has called for a signature audit in one county. Fulton County. No, no. Cobb County. Cobb, oh, Cobb County. Not That's even Fulton better. County. It's even better. It's Cobb the one County. right next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. It's the sur suburban red one right next door. Yeah. So, so actually, Cobb doesn't. Really go red. It's normally a blue county. But anyway, let's go forward. Where do we go from here? Everybody wants to know. What do we do? We know what's coming up. We, we? We're staring down the barrel of four years of a retard. Um, trust me, we all know that that does not look like a lot of fun. I can't say he's a retard. Um, he's a special person, that's he's, for sure. He, he is dementia. Um, he, he is... We He's no, going to die within the first year. We no longer right call now. them senior moments. We now call them Biden moments. Biggest idiot Democrats ever nominated. Yes, I completely agree with you. But I don't think it's going to matter because I think Biden is going to be disqualified. How okay. is Biden going to be disqualified? Because Biden is going to be indicted. That is what I pray for every single day. All right, day. so listen. There's a couple things that have to happen here. 
there's a lot of, actually there's a lot of things that have to happen for this to happen and I think um, Trump's hammer uh, for his sickle if you will since we're talking about communism anyway and socialism and all that stupid shit lib, libtard come with and why we're patriots and why we stand for a free and equal society uh, as you've heard my wife's argued with me I debated her we've argued back and forth we've had these arguments this isn't the first time we've ever argued this by the way <laughs> Just so you're all aware, um, it is well rehearsed, and I kind of just sit back and say, okay, well, that's just what it is. I'm not going to shed a tear about it, but where do we go from here? What can stop this? Okay. There's well, only one thing that can really stop this right now. Well, we are at the point, I've talked about diminishing returns. We are at that point right now. Um, really, the only thing that can stop what's about to happen on January 6th, other than there being a complete reversal in the House, which would, if we won about four more seats in the House during this last election cycle, we may have gotten. We could have gotten there, but we had to win four more seats. Why? Because then we would have taken the majority away from the Democrats. The Republicans then would hold the majority. And I'm pretty sure Trump was kind of leaning on that one to happen because he thought he had done enough. And I thought he'd done enough. I thought he'd done a great job as president. I'm not going to lie. I don't hold anything against President Trump. I think he's done a wonderful job as president. He has held true to everything he told everybody he was going to do. He did it. Um, he went and moved our fucking embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Thank God. You know, we've only had like eight presidents before him that all promised the same thing. Not a single fucking one of them has done it. Oh, and to include that Joe Biden was a vice president and one of those presidents and said he would do it. And that motherfucker was such an anti-Semite that he didn't want to have anything to do with it. So okay. let's not even bring but old B.O.'s fucking name up here you're who get, is you're married get, to You're Mike. getting off track. But where, where do we go from here? So There's only one way. We, we have to save the Senate. Well, before, but before we save the Senate, because in saving the Senate, we're talking about Georgia voters. But there is something that every single voter in America can do that right now. Every single American, call your senator. There are already people, Congress people from the House of Representatives that said that they will dispute, they will contest the electoral votes on January 6th. And that's all fine and good, but if they don't have a senator to contest it as well, then guess what? Whoa, whoa. It goes nowhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So call whoa. your senator and tell them to contest the electoral college votes on January 6th. Hold if your vote. one senator stands up with one congressman hey, and contests this, then we're good. What's the same effect, Mike Fisher? <clears throat> Up on the rooftop, click, click, click. Off went the safety for old St. Nick. So listen to me. That's this, the other way to look, go. There is another, there's really, that might do something. You can call that a third way. So uh, listen, if, so if, if one senator and one congressman stand up and so, contest the election, so time out, time then out. it gets kicked back to time the Senate okay. and okay. the Congress. That's great. great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Okay. Hold on. Listen to me. What and what time in history has that ever 100% worked? Zero. But it's Zero. 2020. Anything no, can happen I'm... in 2020. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, woman. <laughs> All right. Everything has happened in 2020. Listen, Anything again, can still happen in 2020. I'm going to bring this up again. Tommy G hit this nail right on the head. He drove the spike right through the skull of 
everybody that was listening that day, and if you weren't, by God, please go and listen to the no. I'm not promoting them. I trust me. I don't know Tommy G from a hole in the ground. My asshole and Tommy G have about the same in common. We shit in a pot. It, it doesn't really go any further from there. Don't we don't know each other. Don't tempt Tommy G with your asshole. He might I know. He was in prison it. once. But listen to me. All right, people. If you didn't hear him the other day, please go listen to him. That is not – if there's one thing I've been telling my wife for a very long time right now, President Trump has not been relying on the courts. The courts are not the answer to this. No, it's all distraction. The courts are distraction. The court cases are distraction. It's all distraction. Stop. You were believing all that shit until I fucking said something about it. All right? The point is there's a couple ways that Trump can get to a victory here. Fortunately, in my eyes, his hammer for that sickle, which was Bill Barr, was let go last night. That is a big hit to what I thought was going to happen. Because I always thought that Bill Barr was always a lawyer. He always had the law on his side. Whatever happened to him between him and Trump, and I've heard the rumors, I've listened to all the podcasts, trust me, it's at nauseum at this point. I don't want to hear it again. I get it. He withheld things that he should have come forward with. Whatever. He did it for a reason. Whether right or wrong, he did it for a reason. He might have been trying to protect an investigation, which is 90% what the FBI likes to do. They like to do a lot of shit in the shadows. Why? Because you're easier to follow when you do shit in the open, you dumbasses. And that's why the Bureau likes it when you fucking don't know that they're looking at you. They didn't want Hunter Biden for a reason looking at him. Hunter Biden was clueless about it until apparently two days ago, according to what the mainstream media, which really means about a year ago, is when Hunter Biden became aware that the FBI was even investigating him. So, and I always put a year because you always got to put a year past what the liberal media tells you because it's always a year late, no matter what they say, i.e. fucking Benghazi. Jesus Christ, I, I knew Benghazi was bullshit three days after it happened. All right, and my wife can tell you that I knew it was bullshit three days after it happened. Yeah. I almost got arrested because I almost went on the air and said some shit I shouldn't have said, and I wanted to because I knew a lot more than what was going on at the time. Long story short, this is now to a point where we have to, as Americans, step up. We have to say, uh, no more. We're done with it. We're tired of your bullshit. We're tired with the swamp. We want the swamp drained. Everybody does. You know what Trump's biggest issue was, was, I think, in his whole presidency? He couldn't drain that fucker fast enough. There's that much shit in the swamp. He could not pull a big enough hole that could pour him out. Okay, so you think that because Barr, you think Barr is resigned, you think Barr is gone, and you think we're shit now. No, no. But hold on. No, I didn't say we're shit. I want to talk about... Bar's replacement. Okay, so the... Remember, one's a deputy AG. The current acting, or as of December 24th, the acting attorney general, Jeffrey Rosen, back in August, put out a long paper regarding malign foreign influence in U.S. elections. And he presented this at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. 
and he flat out said that China is a big player in our elections and that we need to be prepared for that. So I think it's very possible that Barr played his part, but he is stepping back now because everybody thinks that Barr is just Trump's lapdog. They don't know who Rosen is. He's been in the shadows, but I think Rosen is going to be the one that's going to step up and actually prosecute what Barr has investigated. However, and at the same, hold on, before we get to however. Okay, hold on. The, I, I'm going to put my earphones off and okay. I'm going to go get something else. Good. At the same time, so while now Rosen has been promoted to acting attorney general, we have, what's this guy's name, babe? The, the deputy attorney general? Oh, Richard. Uh, uh, Hugh talked about him. Yeah, Richard. Uh, it'll come back to me. Go look ah, at that's right. Donahue. Donahue. Richard Donahue. Donahue. Hugh actually called out Donahue in a post uh, a year ago, two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. So, a little bit about Donahue. Since, and this comes from, well, this comes from Murray on Twitter. All right. Since January 2018, Richard has served as U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. During his tenure, he oversaw a number of high-profile cases of national significance. Under his leadership, his office successfully prosecuted MS-13 racketeering cases and secured convictions against uh, Sinaloa cartel leader El Chapo, uh, Keith Rainier, high-ranking members of NXIVM, an organization that was in, in engaged in sex trafficking and forced labor. He's overseen the ongoing prosecution of Chinese telecommunications company Huawei, several subsidiaries on racketing charges. And from 2000 to 2011, he was an AUSA in the Eastern District of New York, so assistant U.S. attorney. Um, now, now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Why is – now, listen to me. Well, wait a minute. Go back. Back up. And now, then he, why is it important that El Chapo, MS-13, and – uh, those three are all interconnected to him. A, that happened under Obama. B, Obama didn't want that to happen. And C, he did it anyway. So he also is used to giving the old, big old number one high stick in the middle of your hand to somebody in charge saying, you know what, fuck you, this is what the law says, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, and so then, even better, prior to him being the... Uh AUSA in the Eastern District of New York. He was, let's see, he served on active duty in the U.S. Army JAG Corps where he held positions including military magistrate judge, prosecutor, defense counsel, and contract litigator. He also served as a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division. And where have we recently seen something about the 82nd Airborne Division? Well, let's see. Just the other day, the 82nd Airborne Division. Oh, my God. You're going to bring this up again. I certainly am. All right. So, folks, let me tell you something right now. You want to go uh, look at something in American military history, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a quick download as to what she's about to bring up to you. She's going to start talking about deployment mobilization strategies, something that happens every four years in this country right around this time. And you want to know why? Because the one of the our forefathers, with their foresight, which by the way, was I think 
uh, I think we can call it legendary, being a patriot, that I am a patriot, because I am a fucking patriot. I've bled for this country. I've put my life on the line for this country and almost lost it three times. And I can 100% say, without a shadow of a doubt, that the gentleman that thought about this country and said, hey, this is what this country is going to be, had some foresight that was absolutely fucking amazing. Because they saw 200 years down the road to say, hey, look, what we write today is going to matter 200 years from now. Not only is it going to matter, but it's going to spark argument. It's going to require people to think. It's going to be, require Americans to be Americans. Well, right. now well, we are. I, I'm thinking now, and I'm asking questions. So I've already answered your question. Yeah, but they haven't okay, heard my Okay, well, they questions. haven't heard my answer. So, All right, I get you. I get where you're going with this. Our new deputy, acting deputy... AG. AG. Uh, used to be part of the 82nd Airborne. And just last week, the 1st Brigade Combat Team of the 82nd Airborne Division put out on social media, final preparations today for Devil's Storm. The morning started with combined arms rehearsal, CAR, the brigade walkthrough of the planned operation during which company battery troop commanders along with sustainment leaders briefed the team on base plans of executing the mission. The day closes out with sustained airborne training, that for all paratroopers who will be jumping into the fight. A storm is coming. Hashtag combat ready. Okay, so let's talk about what that means. Real quick, every four years about this time, it's considered the most vulnerable part of America. Why? Because we are talking about the elections. We are talking about the transfer of power. We are talking about um, things here that are about to happen that uh, leave our country open to every form of attack that you can... If you can think about it, somebody's already thought about it. The point is, we mobilize certain units, we mobilize naval forces, we mobilize army units, we mobilize Marines, Air Force, even the Chair Force gets involved. They, they get out there and they get at it. Um, and we start to move things around. Um, it's, one, it's one of three times in a year, and I'm not going to tell you what the other three times of the year are, um, but it's one of three times in a year that we mobilize several different Air Force Ones. It's not just... Remember, Air Force One is a designator only when the president's on board, but we have several different planes in the air at that time that can become Air Force One. Even from the ground, they can become Air Force One. Uh, it's hard to do, but they do it. Our country is uh, very defensively oriented at this time. We will be for about another six months. Reason being is because once a new president takes power, it happened when Trump did it, it happened when Obama became president, it happened when Bush became president, it happened when Clinton became president, it happened when Bush before him became president. It's happened a lot in history, all right? We know the weakest point that we are as a country and when that happens, and it's the transfer of power. Everybody knows that. It's not a big secret. Um, they've actually... Shit, I watched a National Geographic thing about it just the other night while I was working. And no shit, they talked about this one night um, or this month uh, we're kind of discussing right now. It's really about six weeks that we're discussing about right now. And they talked about how 
upped everybody's game is. It's out there. It's been out there. This isn't classified. There's nothing. I mean, some of it's classified, but most of it isn't. I mean, it's out there. Everybody knows about it. We want people to know, look, we're ready to take the fight to you if it comes. Um, we're not joking. Like, we will fuck you up. And now it looks like we'll fuck you up, and then we'll pick you up, and we'll pat your bloody nose and your hurt head and worry about your feelings because we're about to have liberals in charge of us. But the bigger part of this, folks, is that you have to understand that this is not something new. It happens. It happens every four years, every time. And the news reports it like it's breaking news. It's not fucking breaking news. Jesus Christ, have we not seen through these hacks? That's exactly what fucking Trump's point is. Look, they're fake news. They've been fake news for hundreds of years. What is CNN going to do now? Trump is out of office. What are they going to do for a lie now? What's their next lie going to be? Guess what? It's going to be about you. It's going to be about me. They're looking for people. Look, I've read all the articles. I, I fucking can't wait till they come to my house and their brown shirts come in here looking for Trump supporters. Please, I'm begging you to come to my house. Because you go ahead and try and take me out of my house, I will kill you. I will kill you and everyone you come with. I will not leave a soul alive. Because I tell you what, the second our country goes to that, we're all fucked. We're past the point of being nice. This nice shit has got to go away. We have got to get a stiff upper lip. If the Republican Party wants to keep any patriot, then they've got to get a really stiff upper lip, especially in Congress, especially in the Senate. But the point is, is we need to make a party that stands for us. Yeah, because right now the Democrats are passive aggressive and the Republicans are just passive. Yeah, they, they almost don't exist. A fart has more standing than a goddamn Republican does right now in the Senate or on the Hill. So we need to figure out as a people, how do we do this as a party? I want to make this a party. I want this to be a party. I want the Patriot Party to be out there. There's an image uh, D-Lynn gave me before, and we're going to make it the image for this post uh, or for any of our future podcasts. And um, it, it says the Patriot Party, but I'm going to change that to say we are the Patriots. Because as far as I'm concerned, the party is not in one person. Um, somebody said a long time ago, the hardest thing to kill is a belief. Okay, and I saw it. I've seen it. I can kill, you know, uh, you ask the military guys out there, and if you are military and you're listening to this, then you know what I'm talking about. Hardest thing I've ever had to kill before is a belief because I killed a lot of people to kill a belief. I mean, a lot of fucking people. And guess what? The people that were involved in that belief, they never quit believing. So this has to become more than a movement. This has to become a belief. We have to believe this as a people. To the end-all, be-all of everything, this has to become a belief within us and that the Patriot Party exists because of us, not because of some one person. Yes, do I want Donald Trump to head this up? Absolutely. Why? Because Donald Trump's going to be the first one out there giving the finger to every other motherfucker that says any bullshit to him. He'd be like, hey, fuck you. Watch this. Hold my beer. 
and then it goes and does it. Because the guy did more in four years than the last four sitting presidents that have been in the White House for more than four years. But And that's why I'm, I haven't given up on him yet. You, you say the hardest thing to kill is a belief? Well, you're absolutely right, because you cannot kill my belief in Donald Trump. Because I'm sorry, he has yet to lose. He has won everything that they have thrown at him. He has yet to lose. Understand, I'm I not, am not counting him out yet. I'm not trying to kill your belief. I will love to be pleasantly surprised. I will love to be the one that sits there and has to say, you know what, Vanessa, or V. Lynn, I was wrong. I was wrong. I have to say that. I have to say I was wrong. I Tom, can't wait. It won't be the first time. No, no. I've said it <laughs> several hundred thousand times before. But the point is, is that this has to be a belief, though, people. It cannot just be a movement. Movements go from one point to another, and they die. No, a belief this, this is, a, is revolution. a circle. This is a it's, revolution. This is, this is, you can't even call it a belief. This is a revolution. You can't say that, though, just yet either. I mean, you got to watch what we say. Okay. Well, some, things, some things we... Okay, baby, you've been talking about killing people. People come to the house, you're going to shoot them down. At this point, I think we're past watching what we're going to say. No, 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 no. No, I, that, I'm just defending my property, my people, and my land. Okay, I can do true. that. That's I true. can do that. That's 100% as, as legal. As long as they fall inside the house. Exactly. Okay. As long as they fall inside the property line. I live in Georgia. I don't That's live true. in fucking... Okay. I don't live in Kentucky, where if they fall outside your window, well, now it's murder. But if they fall inside your house, well, it's just self-defense. Like, That's horseshit. You just, you just drag him out. It's fine. But what? Before, <laughs> I said what? I said you just drag them inside. But yeah, I know. Fine. Well, that's why I had surgical gloves right next to the gun. The point being. The point being. Again. We're not quite to the point of actual revolution in the streets yet, but we're getting damn close, and we get closer by the minute. So, come January twenty-first, if we all wake up and Donald Trump is not our president, then guess what? Shit's going to go down. But I personally think a lot of shit is going to go down before then. There is a lot of time between now and January 20th. And if they, if Trump just but says, you have to have all, a plan. If, all I can say is you got to have a plan. I agree. Tommy G again. I'm going to bring him up again. Fucking third time, Tommy G. I hope you fucking put me on your podcast one day for as much as I'm promoting you on mine. Um, again, Tommy G's very pinpoint about what he said. You gotta have a plan. Yeah, he wants to move to Utah so he can have multiple wives. Okay. Well, that's, that's cool. Plan. That's fine. Hey, I'm down with that. <laughs> Fuck your neighbor is his plan right now. Okay. Hey, but I'm not gonna move to Utah. I'm thinking another country south of the border is and, a and, lot more. And our neighbors are libtards. So you don't want to talk. Yeah, about I don't want to touch that. <laughs> but neither way. Well, actually, I don't know. I kind of grudge fucker. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, give her the old just to make a point. You know, the punish pounding. I got. But. The point being is that you got to have a plan, but you have to believe in something. What do you believe in? It? Are you believing what the mainstream, the false fake news mainstream media is telling you? Well, because hold on, here's what the mainstream media is telling you right now, okay? And this is what they are telling you is going to happen in the next week to week and a half. They say that. Come in two days, actually one day, um, just about one day now, come December 16th, yep, one day, the sun will not rise, or it might rise, but we're not going to see it. They say that the sun is going to be blacked out from December 16th to December 21st because of a massive solar storm 
a solar yeah solar storm that's about to hit us the the biggest one in 250 years and it could take down all of our electronic systems it could take down the internet it could take down the banking systems it could take down everything but it shouldn't have any harm that's what the head of nasa said it shouldn't cause any real harm it can just you know wipe out all electricity and lights and the sun for a week or so and then December 21st. Do you know what happens on December 21st, babe? What, what, the, the winter solstice? The Christmas star returns on December oh. 21st. December 21st, we enter the age of Aquarius. And I'm not talking about the age of Aquarius from 1968, although they, I think... Oh, hey, what is that the, no, we don't. No? But the sure? <laughs> the age of Aquarius that they, were, they did the musical about in the 60s, Age of Aquarius, baby. <laughs> the 60s or the 70s was talking about the age of Aquarius that we are supposed to enter in a week, or we are going to enter in a week. And that on December 21st, Saturn and Jupiter will be in such an alignment that they will replicate the Christmas star almost exactly for the first time since the three wise men followed it to welcome Jesus into our world. So, so if you want a biblical re- reference for what she's trying to tell you, is uh, if that star is reappearing, that means Jesus is coming again. And um, if you believe in God, which I do, I am a, a believer. I am one that is believes in Jesus Christ. I believe in all of that. I'm going to go ahead and tell you biblically what that means. If Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth again, that will be his, what was that, hon? What did you say? Twice? Second? Hmm. Oh. That would be the second time that he's on Earth. Yeah, the second coming of Jesus. So, well, hey, what does that mean? Well, and hey, you know what? The Mayans, because they originally said, you know, that um, 2012 well, was going to be the end. But of the they world. always thought but, that that was eight years off. But no, now they say that they they reversed the numbers, so it's actually 12, 21, 2020. Well, the point is, is that they were eight years off. So, if this really is what's about to happen. And Jesus Christ is about to walk this earth again. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, from a believer's standpoint, and this is another thing that me and Tommy G actually share in common. And Tommy, again, I swear to God, if I promote you anymore on my fucking podcast, you better bring me on yours. Um, I am uh, I am God-fearing. I believe there's way too much shit that I have seen. I have watched one person die, and I stayed alive. And the only difference between me and that person is he didn't believe in God. I did. And literally, we both should have died that day. And uh, let, let me let me give you a little history lesson on us here, because... But, hold on, uh, hold on. Time out, because we don't have time for that. We yeah, really don't yeah, have time do. for that. Listen, the point being is that Jesus comes back again. With him, he brings the four horsemen. And as the seals break, um, we'll, we will see the apocalypse of the four horsemen. And that's the end of days. That is the curse of end of days. That is seven years of tribulation. That is what is called the last seven years of mankind on earth. And uh, if that's the case, God help us all. Because that's literally what we're going to be praying for. And if you're not a believer, I apologize. If you're an atheist, I really apologize. If you're not an atheist, I don't give a shit. I don't care what the fuck you believe. But I'm going to tell you right now, if that is true, then we're lining up. And all of this at once, if you're a person that believes in circumstantial evidence, which I do, there are all sorts of circumstantial evidence that revolve around this fucking election. There's tons of circum- circumstantial evidence that we're talking about right now. 
all of this shit combining together. Um, I like to call it the devil's pitchfork because you got three prongs of shit that's going to hit you. And wherever you go from there, that's on you. It ain't on me. It ain't on anybody else. It's on what you believe and what you've done. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to say this. And I, I said this over and over again for the past year. Everything that happens in an election year is political. Everything. Everything that happens in an election year is political. And I was reminded of this again because I'm thinking, man, the Christmas star is coming back and that we're entering the age of Aquarius and we had fucking murder hornets over the summer. How could that possibly be political? Okay. Sodomy geese. <laughs> the sodomy geese never appeared at our house, but we did have a murder hornet here. So no joke, they are real. But uh, how can... How can what's going on in the heavens possibly be political? And I was looking at it from the wrong way. So uh, there's this really cool chick that comes on the, actually, the, the four deep gilded chats, Tommy G after dark. Uh, her name's Pixie Pounder. So, hey, Pixie, if you're listening, um, this one's out for you. So... Really? Pixie Pounder? Yes. Pixie I mean, Pounder. holy shit. Pixie's awesome. What a okay. fucking name. Okay, so Pixie's awesome, and Pixie is very spiritual, and she gets very deep into astrology. But she said something that really struck a chord with me. She said, billionaires believe in astrology. Millionaires do not. And what is Donald Trump? Donald Trump is a billionaire. Well, he is a billionaire. Okay, so if, if I was a billionaire president fighting for the life of our country, when would I drop my hammer? I would drop it on December 21st as we enter the age of Aquarius because everything in the election year is political. Well, I'm just going to say, believe what you want, folks. But if you think the next four years are going to be a lot of fun, I have some uh, sandpaper I got a bridge to sell you in New York. No, I got some sandpaper that works really good as tissue paper for your butthole. And I tell you what, it, it runs along there like grass grain, like glass on. I, it, it's bad. It really sucks. It makes your butthole bleed. So, um, what, but, whatever happens in the next four weeks or the next four years, the best thing you can do right now is prepare. Okay? If the sun blacks out for five days, you're going to need water and food and batteries. And if we end Stop. up, and, and you know what, if the sun doesn't black out, then guess what? You, it's not like you're not going to use the water and the food and the batteries, right? But being prepared doesn't mean being wasteful. It means being prepared. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. You are the fucking last one that should be talking about that shit. You and I used to go down to Kroger and watch the fools. When the fucking snow was coming in Georgia, folks. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. And you know what? Understand what we're talking about. Snow in Georgia. And you, you know, know what how I many did times the other that day? Happens? Maybe once every six years. We went down and watched them. Watch them. <laughs> watch the people come out with truckloads of bread, eggs, and milk. Why? Because the news was telling them, hey, go get your bread, eggs, and milk. It's snow apocalypse. And they got a half inch of snow that was gone in six hours the next morning. Yeah, but However, we still shut down for five days because they don't know how to deal with it here. It but regardless, was fucking fine. hysterical. We it stood out there and we were laughing at but them. But 
you know what? I know how to deal with snow. We grew up in New York. I didn't run to the store for bread, for bread, eggs, and fucking milk no, during a because snow storm, me and right? you because we know how sat to sat down there and watched yeah. it. But you know what? You know what I did just the other day, babe. What? I went to Sam's Club and I dropped five hundred dollars on food. Hey, you know water. what I did? You know what I did? I went down to the gun shop and bought a gun. Exactly, and that's the other ammo. thing you need to do, right? So if you're going to prepare for the blackout of the world, then yes, food and water and basic supplies are good. If you are going to prepare for an upcoming civil war or revolution, which could be coming maybe not quite as soon as the blackout of the world, but very shortly thereafter, then yes, guns and ammo. And I'll tell you, if the banking system goes down... You better have guns and ammo. If the banking system goes down, you know what the new currency is? It's ammo. And I'm going to tell you right now, ammo if you're trying to find 556, five, good luck. If you tell me how, if you can tell me how to find some, I'm, I'm, a, I'm your best friend. I'll put you on the goddamn podcast if you want, but... Shit, especially if you can tell me how to find it, because right now I can't find it worth to save my life. And trust me, I know plenty of people in the military that are looking for me, and they can't find it. In fact, we have friends in the, at the government level that said they're having difficulty finding ammo right now, because I asked them for some, too. So be prepared. And the best of, of all things, question everything. Question everything. Stop, stop just believing what people tell you. If it drops you down me. what they call a conspiracy theory, if it drops you down a rabbit hole, great. You know what? Keep questioning until you question yourself out of that rabbit hole. Don't don't just believe it. Don't believe it on face value just because somebody, I'm um, from the government. Yeah? What did you do? Well, there's top men in the government. Really? Yeah, top men. I, I believe Indiana Jones put it best. Top men are looking at it. Really? Who? Top men. Well, we have recently found out that the top men in the government have been corrupted by the Chinese Communist Party. So don't trust them. Don't trust anybody. Do your own research. Look your own shit up. Figure it out yourself. And stop watching the mainstream media. Please. They are lying to you. They have been. They're going to continue. They're going to keep it up. They're not going to stop. It's just a fact of life now. And the worst part is now they're trying to now they're trying to figure out what lie they're going to tell you next, and that's the best part is watching these fuckers flounder. But minus all of that, whatever happened, uh, we're still a country, and before there's any revolution or secession or any talk of such, we have to be reminded that there is a government that works. It does work. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It does work. If you actually follow the Constitution. Because the Constitution is what bears the fruit of this tree. We, the, our forefathers didn't put it out there for us just because they thought it was, hey, this is a really good idea. Maybe we should do this. No, they actually put a lot of forethought into it. They said, hey, well, what if by then they have all sorts of weird-looking guns that we've never seen before? So what? It's a gun, right? They can still own it. Second Amendment covers it. Well, by God... If I'm supposed to have a goddamn musket and a cannon, I, we can make that happen. Well, I, I know I can, but <laughs> that's not my worry. My worry is, who's to say you can't have it? There's nothing that says in the Constitution what type of gun you can. The gun lobby has given so much of our constitutional right away um, from laws concerning. ID, gun ID, I mean, everything from concealed carry. How many carry, bullets you can have in many, a magazine. Yes. 
our how, gun lobby how has, long your your barrel can be everything it's given up ridiculous. everything and they're trying to say well back then our forefathers weren't thinking that they could ever silence their muzzle loaders if our forefathers could have silenced the muzzle loaders do you know what we would have done to the british army holy shit we would have been a free country way before if we could have silenced our muzzle loaders the point being is the question was never put there because the question was never supposed to be asked in the first place. The Constitution was written on a basic set of principles that every man, every woman was given the chance for pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. If you're not happy where you're at right now, if you're not happy with the government, be a patriot. Of all things, be a patriot. And a patriot doesn't mean that what it used to. Today, a patriot is someone who stands up for what the old patriot stood for. And that's what we're looking for. And by God, be a patriot. Because patriots are the only thing that are going to drag us back from the depths of hell. And that's where we're headed if we keep doing what we're doing. So, before we say goodnight, I'm... I'm just going to direct you to one more place. So we touched a little, very, very briefly on Q this evening. Um, now Q dropped a post November 13th, and then all he said was Durham. We'll talk about that in the next podcast. Uh, but he dropped his most recent post was on December 8th, and it connects to a YouTube video, and I would highly recommend that you all go watch it because – it will definitely get your blood pumping. Either way. So hopefully we don't get kicked off the air for this, but here it goes.